0: Uh, Expansion of dream life. So I I usually do have quite a bit of prophetic dreams, but by, you know, doing Luminate, my dream life definitely expanded. And something unexpected about that is that I realized that God speaks to me mostly through dreams. Like I'm often trying to get a word, like, you know, give me a word that I can hear or give me a word that I can feel, but actually God just gives me dreams. Another unexpected thing is Luminate is not like, you know, cups of tea and sitting around on couches, it's quite intense. So you're there every week, you're accountable to do certain things and you're really, uh, you're committing to a process of spiritual growth, uh, which forces you to change. Like you become a a bigger person, like that scripture says, uh, enlarge my heart. It's not you know lollipops and rainbows, it is a process, so it's almost like you're going on your own biblical journey in like a condensed period of time. So it is intense, but that's what you want. Like, if you want to change and if you want to tap into your scroll, you sort of have to go through that level of intensity. So, in a way, it's a process of change, but that actually makes you a much more stronger, powerful person in the spirit, which is ultimately what you want to get out of it. You don't want to leave, illuminate being the weaker, smaller person, that'd be pointless. So, you know, it is intense, but it works.
1: Who knows that God's intense? It is, it's true. I think one of the things is that uh, uh, Henry was pointing out some, some things here, um, and we do have tea, but it's not about tea. And we do talk about rainbows, but it's not about rainbows and lollipops. However, however, no, I like the, the blokiest takeoff scene of it yet, which is breath of fresh air for me um, this is very, very interesting, because basically Jesus says very clearly, the real world is the inner world. From his own mouth, Luke 17, 20 to 21, the inner world is connected to eternity. It's connected to the realm of the Spirit. And when, I was talk, when we talk about intensity before, is some people take intensity as soulishness and soulish mania. You can't maintain soulish mania. It will lead you to burnout. You've got to learn how the soul works with the realm of the Spirit But what happens is that you have almost an infinite capacity to engage with the Lord in the realm of the Spirit from your spirit. It's a really, really big deal because God is Spirit, okay? God is Spirit, God is love, God is light, God is holy, but God is Spirit. And when we were able to engage that, it comes through our inner world and we are able to bring things from an invisible dimension to a visible dimension. We're going to be talking a little bit tonight about what the, about the kingdom of God and the glory realm and the intensity of it. Um, and so, so if you haven't um, put in your uh, expression of interest for Luminate, please do promptly, so we can go through those. Uh, there's a, we, we've got a, a team heading off to uh, Hebrides not long before the end of uh, uh, the, the financial year, so we need to get those uh, through uh, asap if that's possible. And at least express your interest (laughs) so we can engage that space. So really, really amazing too. So uh, also as well, we have um, coming up, what's the first slide of Visiting Minute? Okay, Working Beat coming up. Please register, it's the 17th. Uh, If you register, we're able to be able to calibrate what we have to do. Uh, Calling on creatives, that's the week after. Um, And so again, um, what have we got? For more info, speak to Ava. So... She'll be around. Uh, okay, who knows this guy? So uh, Javier and Yanina from Argentina—it's going to be great for her to come across. And so you know, she'll know that his reports from the Promised Land were not exaggerated from last trip. And we'll we'll they'll have great food and it's, it's a, his favorite his favorite drink. He kept talking about it. Chinchibi, bee, Chinchibi, bee. he loves Chinchibi, and we go, what is Chinchibi? And we interpret, oh, ginger beer. <laughs> he loves Chinchibi. So Chinchibi, mucho grande, Chinchibi. <laughs> so, so that, that's going to be awesome. So they're just ministering here on the on the Sunday. That's the 10:30 service. It's a 3 p.m. service. That's going to be really good. And then we have not long after him, Darren Canning. So Darren Canning's even sporting a Field of Dreams halo in this pic. And we're going to be on cloud nine. And so um, it's a li- <laughs> no, <they're- laughs> no, no, Oh, God. I'll get in trouble. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> no, but. but <laughs> um, so uh, we've had him before, and uh, he travels through the nations, and um, God's using him. Been through. I know what I'm going to do when I meet him uh, uh, during the day. I'm going to find out, dude, what did you go through? During COVID, when you were living in Canada, because anyone who follows him saw that he went through quite an ordeal, getting in and out of the country. Canada is in a very, very interesting place. If you're watching this from Canada and you're from the church, please rise up in Jesus' name, because if you don't rise up, it doesn't. It's not the bad man won't stop, because light repels darkness, and so in regards to um, their prime minister, he is bought and paid for by the World Economic Forum as a young global leader. And we have to wake up, this stuff is happening. Okay, so so I'm gonna ask him about that and then, and then he'll minister and the next week I'll probably minister on my conversation with him. Okay, so do we have any other announcements? Is that, not nope, brilliant. Okay, so well, I'm gonna pray and we're gonna, we're going to, there's gonna be impartation tonight and we're gonna do communion like we did Uh, We're gonna tonight. We're gonna have communion like it's 1999. And basically, what we're gonna do uh, at the end of this, we're gonna probably push a a pack up two sets or two rows of chairs. And what there's gonna be impartation, but we want you to encounter the Lord. Now, firstly, what I want to do is I'm I'm gonna pray, and then we're just gonna get into it. Um, Yeah, Lord, I just thank you. Thank you that your smile is upon us. We thank You that You're shining on us. We thank You that You're blessing us, You're keeping us. We thank You for Your glory. We thank You, Lord God, that the righteous are as bold as a lion. We thank You, Lord God, that God, You did not give us any spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and a sound mind. We thank You in the Name and the blood of Jesus for your wisdom to be revealed and unveiled so we can run with certainty. And we thank you for the certainty of eternity that you've already put in our hearts. Bless the Word tonight. We thank you for the anointing that breaks the yoke. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. All right, so uh, yeah, it's gonna be excellent. Like, like uh, We um, haven't had heaps of uh, guest ministry through. Obviously, we had Javier and his brother, Uh, Leonardo through last year. Um, We will be having Alejandro Arias, um, uh, I think in April, I think. Mm. Um, We're gonna be having him, uh, 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 he's a crusade evangelist that's gonna be on a Sunday afternoon. And so uh, please make sure he lays hands on you before. Uh, He he does massive crowds. He's quite a a phenom um, because God raised him up and uh, he was like a kid and he was preaching in stadiums as a kid. And uh, I had a chat to him about Anna Mendez. And he goes, well, Anna, when I was a kid, prophesied over me that I'd speak to stadiums and it all came to pass. So he's, he's, he's quite amazing. He married a girl from, I think, Western Australia. So they, they've um, got uh, um, Costa Rican, American, Australian kids. So uh, uh, um, so come along to that as well. We'll get a slide for that, but, but that's a little ways off. Okay, so I wanna, con- I wanna continue to build, but I've had a very supernatural day today. Um, now, I could promote a certain restaurant around here, but I, t- I, I, I will. <laughs> I've got no skin in the game. There is a Chinese restaurant that's under the Hoyt Cinemas. <laughs> Who knows the one I'm talking about? Okay, when I eat there, I have encounters. <laughs> now, I'm not having the mushroom omelette. I remember, because I've, I've taken staff there and I go into encounters. I'm like, what? what? I don't get it. You know why? Been, the Lord said, because on the other side of the wall is a church. There's a church that meets in the cinemas. So without realizing, I'm a hot spot and off a portal <laughs> in a Chinese restaurant. So if you're feeling a bit down, you might need the Holy Ghost and some chiaming, all right? So but a very supernatural day. Um, and what happens is that I will be building on this, the, 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 the prophetic theme of heavenly governance for 2024. Um, I don't necessarily think it's about the year, I think it's the number, 24. 24 elders, 24 hours of the day governing over time. We've been discussing, and what happens is that you rarely pick things up the first time. And I know sometimes when I preach or revelate, it's like drinking out of a fire hydrant. <laughs> I, I get it. And so sometimes a little bit of overlap is okay. Now, with uh, uh, um, time, we were, in school, you go, it goes from the left, goes to the right, and it's linear. Well, it actually isn't it's cyclical because we see history repeating all the time. But what happens, those cycles are moving in a direction. And so there are descending cycles that start to line up with hell. The book of Judges chapter two says very clearly that God would raise up judges to rule. The judges would die and the children of Israel would act wickedly. And then they would cry out to the Lord because they were oppressed probably by the Philistines or some other neighbouring country. They'd cry out to the Lord. Then God would raise up another judge and deliver them while they were alive. But when they would die they would behave more wickedly than the ju- when the judge was alive before. So you have this descending cycle. So we have individuals, families, countries, generations and the earth all engaging in cycles of time. What we wanna do is that we want to start to judge the demonic realms trying to bring time into an endless darkness. We wanna judge that. So we can actually see the cycles of time ascend towards the glory. And what we need to know is this. This is why, and this is not a semantic and I'm sort of going off off grid to my notes, but this is really simple, really simple. You come into agreement with heaven. What's going on in heaven? You, You do here. When people wanna receive prayer is that no one's, I can't see, I've never seen anyone grimace in the glory. People are smiling. Smiling is effortless. When you smile, you're mirroring what's happening there and then you create a point of contact. Can someone say amen? It's the same, it's the same principle. We think it's gonna get worse, 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 and then Jesus is gonna turn up. Whereas what happens, God has put us in control, not in control, in charge of the nations. It's Him really, because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and he says, ask of me and I'll give you the nations as an inheritance. But what happens, our role is to do everything we can to align the earth with heaven. When you align the earth with heaven, then you start to see heaven kiss the earth. So we just think, oh, well, it's just gonna get worse. And, ah, no, 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 no. We have an active role. This is why we have to go after the passive mindset of much of the Western church. That we just sit there and read the paper. Well, this is happening like this, and so this is why heavenly judgment is so important because it's not a punitive thing, it's not a condemnation thing. It's actually about realigning the earth with heaven. And we know that uh, um, we know that Solomon asked for a, a, an understanding heart to judge God's people. Today, we were talking in our prayer group. Like Solomon set up, his throne was a throne of judgment and it had lions either side. And his, his throne was very politically incorrect. It was made of ivory. And, <laughs> and he, would, he would judge and his palace is called the hall of judgment. So we don't, there's not much we understand about judgment in the West because we interpret it through a filter of ignorance and an orphan spirit. And we want God's judgments because what it does it aligns us to glory. When you align to glory, guess what manifests? Glory. Which is exciting. And so what happens if we can know God's ways? We can we can we can cooperate with him and we're not fighting him all the time and resisting his ways. So when we work with him, we actually see manifestation. Okay. So uh Let's do Psalm 89, 14, just as a foundation. Righteousness and justice is the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. So judgments align individuals, families, communities, nations and the earth with the throne. And this is why Jesus says, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Everything's about lining it up. Now, today, tonight will be deep, but it's gonna be simple and it's gonna be easy for you to conceptualize because it's like we're gonna let the Word of God speak for itself. Because rather than, it's gonna get worse and we're gonna have No, 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 no. Our job is to, Jesus said, he said, all authority is given to him, therefore we go to make disciples of the nations. And part of that is bringing the nations into alignment with the Lord. When you bring earth into alignment with heaven, then heaven manifests on the earth. Who thinks that's an incredibly simple, straightforward reality? So rather than this doomsday prep deal, right, is that our role is to go continually engage where we're really seated in heavenly places. And then we govern from there. But we obviously have our physical bodies here, obviously. Now, again, uh, uh, this principle is was actually used in Isaiah 45 regarding Cyrus, but actually... God sent forth his prophet to prepare the way for the Messiah. And this is what it said in Luke. It says this, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet saying, the voice, so this is about John the Baptist, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. So the Lord's coming. This has got nothing to do with physical roads. This has got nothing to do, you know, this is the day before they had bobcats and earth movers and before, you know, uh, 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 I can't remember his name. turn of mice and men, you know, whatever. It is nothing physical here. It is to prepare the way of the Lord, make His paths straight. Yep. Next one. Every valley shall be filled. Every mountain and hill brought low, and the crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough ways smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Friends, here's a formula. Is that when we actually realize that Jesus says he gives us agency, not just as image bearers but as proxy, this is what it says we're ambassadors for Christ. Okay? It says we're kings and priests. They were called Christians at Antioch by people, but God does not call you Christians. He calls you kings and priests, ambassadors, sons and daughters. Your royalty, and you didn't even ask for it. So God's gonna heal you on the journey of your carnal amnesia. Because when you anytime you touch the glory, you're like, oh you know. And so this is what's so exciting about judgments. Because judgments make the crooked way straight, so we see the manifestation of heaven. So that's why we should desire it. Because you go, oh, I want heaven, but I have not know I want the crooked way straight, well, unless the sea falls in the ground and dies, it remains alone. And then we, we're not, we weren't designed to die in the, 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 the spiritual uh, wilderness. So we know that there's a lot of stuff going on. So, you know, I talked about the, the West acting impartial but really provoking Russia through NATO. And the Tucker Carlson interview, do we have a running count? Thank you. <coughs> you know, so how come she tipped on her side? She went to get her phone. This stuff's going. is going crazy. Now, we're talking about the almost 200 million, 199, there we go. We said we're gonna have communion, communion like it's 199. So, just hit, oh, no. Now, one of the things right now, I'm just gonna just give you some inside information. It's the way the media is now, it's trying to form a narrative. Now, in case you're wondering, the media wants you dumb and it wants you ignorant. So all these things are happening right now in Australia that dumb people would not be interested in. So it's taken out of the town square and put in the political realm and there's no public scrutiny right now, Right now, I was talking to a federal politician today and right now uh, they're looking at the misinformation bill. They're looking at censoring freedom of speech. I'm actually going on a panel. I'm going to do a quick uh, outreachy type thing in Indonesia over Easter. As soon as I come back, I'm going to be on a panel in the city around freedom of speech. And right now what you have is that everyone touts democracy, but one of the basic tenets of democracy is freedom of speech. And so they wanna keep people dumb so people don't get involved. If you actually knew what the government was doing, you'd be horrified. So, so this, is, this was my conversation just before I got here. And so because this is, very, very, uh, it's, this is really, really happening. So what we have is that when we're talking about judgments, is it says, we, we don't have this, don't care. 1 Corinthians 6, Chapter First uh, Corinthians six verse two: Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? How much more things pertaining to this life do you not know? You judge angels. So you actually have, you actually, we, we are called to be light, to be salt, to be a city on a hill, and to when we speak in line with the throne, armies of angels are released, and we are to judge lies, we're to judge the false causes of false wars so generations of young people don't die. Who thinks that's fair enough? (laughs) Do you know something that needs to be judged? Big Pharma. Do you know what needs to be judged? Is this government throwing away all energy security and blaming it on climate change? That has to be judged, friends. So I said, oh, that's good, read your paper and have a whinge. Big deal. That was a real son of God effort, wasn't it? I mean, most of the church didn't even aware of that. They just, they're they're just wondering, what was the person next to me believe. Okay, and so this is why we need like never before discerning of spirits, right? Anytime I trigger, it's no one in the room. It's always the people watching, okay? So, so you know that. <laughs> and so this, this has to be arrested and turned around. We see clear evidence in Daniel, in Babylon, and we see modern examples of Rhys Howes in the Bible College of Wales during the Second World War in England. Clear examples, and there are many more. Many more. How the Cuban Missile Crisis in the '60s did not transpire is a flat-out miracle, because people were judging it. We have there's anecdotal records about prophets and people in the church getting warned, and the Lord actually using them in judgment. This is real. Who wants to be used like that in Jesus' name? Come on, to change history, and that's that. You're, congratulations, you're in. You're there. This is happening. Okay, so, cook away straight. So uh, this is a thing, if we're asleep, we can get caught up in the wrong stuff. So there's a scripture in Revelation 18.4 about Babylon, about the spiritual structure of Babylon. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, Babylon, my people, come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. So we're called to separate ourselves from these situations. And, and, and what happens is it, is it very, very clearly, I wanna make it very clear. It says in John 3, you've got 3.16, and then you've got, for God so loved the world. Then John 3.17, Jesus clearly says, He did not come to the world to condemn the world. This is why we've been teaching on Revelation. However, when you see babies being killed, young people being ruined, we just got sent today that they are allowing, uh, oh, where's my phone? I've got to, get, I've got to be accurate. Let me, let me read it and I won't, I'll get in less trouble. Was this Monday? Australian hospital offering gender affirming care to toddlers as young as three. Yep, yep we either we either get before the lord and we smash this darkness or what if that's someone in here there's their child what if they've been groomed by somebody so this stuff this stuff this stuff is actually big in god's eyes and god's really into your breakthrough and he's into your blessing he he really is but it clearly teaches that if we're about his business our heart gets big enough where we easily receive everything we need from Him. And that complete overemphasis on personal prosperity at the expense of letting the world go to hell is over. It really is over. Um, and so when you hear that toddlers as young as three starting to take down a pathway, this is hectic, friends. This is hectic. So it's come out of here, my people. So <laughs> what can I say? Five years ago, you go, no, never. This is insanity. They're putting satanic statues of Baphomet all over the place in America, statues. The, 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 I didn't even watch it directly, I watched a clip. The Birmingham Commonwealth Games, their opening ceremony, closing ceremony, had Moloch and Baal. What the heck? What is the church doing? This is on us, friends. Not you guys, you guys are fine. You guys watching? <laughs> Seriously. And what we're going to do is we're going we're to we're basically talk about how we're destined for glory. We're going to make sure we cooperate with God. You're destined for glory. Can someone say amen? What <laughs> did, Didn't pull you out of eternity and throw you in a barrel full of scorpions and go, okay, good luck. You know... I'm okay with that. Bear grills. Okay, so let's 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 have a look at this. Psalm 19. The fear of the Lord is clean and enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Cool. Now he's gonna now what's gonna happen is is David is now applying a value. He's made his statement, and now he's applying a value. So it's a value statement. More to be desired, the judgments of God are more to be desired. Are they than gold? Yes, much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, come out of her my people, lest you partake of sins and her plagues. And in keeping them is great reward. So why are they to be desired? I tell you why. Because right now, God God's plan is for the heaven and the earth to be in alignment so we actually see not just Jacob's ladder everywhere, but we start seeing glory. We start seeing uh, the Lord manifesting everywhere. People say, I want him in a physical body. Well, if he's in a physical body, he comes back in a physical body, he can only be in one place at one time. But he comes back in resurrection glory, he can be everywhere on the earth at once. Can someone say amen? Some people haven't thought this through. They just think, oh, I saw it in a cartoon. This is really, really important because that we, we start to order our inner world, we know what we're believing for and we can cooperate with the Lord. This is really important. So where are we in this present cycle? I'm glad you're asking. Let's put in First Peter. For the time has come for judgment to begin in Russia. <laughs> Washington. Oh, I think Washington's way worse. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. That where we're at. <laughs> people, like, people go, amen. Okay, <laughs> the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. So the, the time has come for realignment and correction and getting rid of the stuff that's destroying the church. Yeah, that's, right. that's, that's it. it's not, not, God's like, right, i am out a gut full. It's not like this. David said, your gentleness, gentleness has made me great. So judgment starts because what happens is when we allow that to happen and then around communion it says, we get to judge ourselves, then the Lord says, I'm so glad you took that log out of your own eye because I need you to come against these disgusting, murderous laws. We've got to take the punitive element out of this. It's realignment. And if we don't repent and if we're not soft and if we don't yield, then the pain comes. And this is what's so cool because when we understand this, we can now cooperate with the Lord. Let's go back to that. It is now time for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? So this is where we are in the present cycle. So why is judgment to be desired more than much fine gold. I'll tell you why. There's something in you and me that can never be satisfied with the natural world. It can't be. You could have the best of something and after a while, you'll want to upgrade or change it. It's just, no, nothing will ever satisfy a through the natural dimension, ever, ever. I always get blown away. Someone gets millions of dollars and I'm going, why are you so driven to get more? Just chill, bro. <laughs> <coughs> but they've gone through a place where I'm not saying it's the law of diminishing return but you actually you'll never be fully satisfied with the natural gate something in you craves him craves the glory craves the truth it's something in you craves it and this is why we've got to yield to that as opposed to well I suppose I'm just... it doesn't mean being dissatisfied with your lot it actually means laying a hold of God because he wants to lay a hold of you now So what we have is that we're getting prepared for glory. And if we're going to the purest definition of glory, you have copious splendour and majesty, which is an emphasis on that is the word doxa in the Greek. However, we're gonna go back to an abstract meaning of glory in the Old Testament and it's called kabod. And that's weight, glory is weight. I've heard stories of people running to the throne of God and the weight's getting greater and greater and they just compete because the glory is so strong. We're not talking depression, we're not talking fear, we're not talking exhaustion, we're talking weight because you are in the centre of the multiverse which is the throne of the Father. So this is what you want. Why do you want this? Well, let's, let's, let's appeal to a carnal nature. There is actually no sickness in the glory. There's no poverty, there's no dumbness. You come into knowledge and wisdom. You, you Trust me, you're, you're destined for glory. And so this is what's so exciting. So judgment gets rid of the stuff pre- preventing you. And this is the cool thing. What I'm gonna share with you now, you can't fake it. It's so good. If you try and run, you can't outrun it. If you try and fake it, you won't make it. This is so good. God's so good. He loves you so much. Everything that you're gonna go through in the realm of the Spirit is completely 100% bona fide, real and certified by the throne. So what I wanna do is I wanna give you a quick background and then we're gonna pray for people real soon. Holy Ghost. Okay, so. What we have as a background is in the old covenant, they like their bread, especially unleavened. So how do you make bread? Do you make it out of? And what does that come from? Yes. So what they do is they do the harvest, then they get the wheat and they'd put this on this big circular area called a threshing floor. And they sometimes would pull something over it, pull something over it to separate the grain from the husk. All right. So that's called a threshing floor. So what you have with this threshing floor is that once the threshing had taken place, then you would get a pitchfork or a winnowing fan and then you would get, get this big, uh, uh, um, look like a big pile of straw and you'd wait till there was a breeze. And then what would happen, you'd throw it up in the air and all the chaff and the light stuff would blow away with the breeze and all the grain or the actual wheat would have a weight to it and fall back on the threshing floor. So you separate the chaff from the wheat. And if you understand this principle, this, you have a date with this process. Is it everything real inside of you, God wants to fortify. But the stuff that cannot go into eternity is really chaff and He wants to remove that from your life so you can go into greater levels of glory. Who's excited? So what happened is this happens all through Let's do. Uh, Jesus, being God, had supernatural revelation and access to spiritual strategy, and in Luke twenty-two thirty-one, he, has, he revealed the strategy. And the Lord said, "Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren." Now, it got a bit rocky with Peter. He went a bit denialish. Right? Think about it. Two people screwed up. One called Judas, one called Peter. One didn't repent. And one had a heart after God screwed up and he got completely restored. Who thinks that's a good, good parable right there? Okay? So we go, oh, praise the Lord. So he, he interceded for Peter and he didn't get sifted. That's not what it says. He probably did get sifted. So what happened is Satan went, okay, Peter, turn around, pitchfork. And it was revealed that his self-reliance and bravado was highly emotional and didn't come through the fiery furnace. And so what happens is that when we realise that, that God wants to shake everything in our life to get rid of the chaff, so we can identify what's real gold on the inside of us. Who's excited? This is what's happening. This is, see, trials isn't punishment, punishment, punishment. God did not, come, did not send us under to condemn the world, but He wants people to repent. But if people don't repent and come out of that Babylonian system, they will partake of the sins and the plagues. This is why we need to communicate this stuff. So let's go deeper. Matthew 3, John the Baptist says, Indeed, I baptise you with water unto repentance, but he who's coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor. <laughs> this is God. God's doing it. You can't get out of it. Can you imagine I'm on the threshing floor like? And all's like. <laughs> will thoroughly clean his, out his threshing floor and gather, can you imagine like judgment, eternity's manifest? everyone's been judged except for Johnny over here. Somehow he got off that floor. So was like, what, how did he get? The angel's like, I don't know, how did he get through that? One too? You know, it's not We've everyone's you know, eternity except we're missing two people, where are they? <coughs> Bizarre. His winnowing fan is in his, yeah, man, it ends up being Waldo or Wally, you know, over there. His winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So this is, this is so cool. And you go, Lord, I wanna cooperate with your process. I wanna cooperate with that. And so what I wanna do is we're gonna pray for people in a minute. I'm going to go into this deeper another time because I want to say this. You are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. David messed up. And what happened, it released a hectic judgment. David cried out to the Lord. And then what happened, an angel showed him a threshing floor in Jerusalem. And this threshing floor, what took place is that he was to purchase it to make an altar and an offering to the Lord to stop a plague. Do you know how much that threshing floor cost him? 50 shekels, that is jubilee and redemption. Do you know what's even more interesting? Is that threshing floor actually became the site of Solomon's temple. So the foundation of Solomon's temple, before there was a foundation in the realm of the Spirit, was a place of separation, judgment and promotion. When you start to understand this, you go, wow. Now it's, whoa, something's moving. When you understand this, you cooperate. Tonight, what we're gonna do in a second, we're gonna invite people down for communion. We're gonna clear the clear, first couple of rows. We're not gonna prophesy over people. You're gonna get your communion, we're gonna lay hands on you. If any of them starts prophesying, I'm gonna give them, I'm gonna give them a clip. okay. Because what I want is I want people, what I'm gonna do in a minute, when we, after we clear out these chairs, I want you when you're coming down here, you're coming down to encounter the Spirit of God. What you're doing is you're going, Jesus, I'm one with you and I surrender to you. Surrender. Here's the problem that we have. I'm gonna give you language. Our inner soulish reaction of survival means that when there's pressure, we trip out and run from it. And from tonight, when you feel pressure, I want you to reflexively and continually praise the Lord. You cannot change yourself. God orchestrates things through the natural and in the spirit to create pressure so we release things so we look to Him greater and that's chaff being released. If you cooperate with this, That's what promotion looks like, that's what acceleration looks like. It doesn't come because someone visited with some books and a book table and says, here, take it and your life's gonna change. Every impartation is an invitation for process. The process leads to another encounter, the encounter leads to more process, the process and so on and so forth from faith to faith, glory to glory. But if you understand right now, you are not getting off the threshing floor, you never will. Can you imagine spending your life the Lord goes, right, promotion. And then you get, He gets the winnowing fan and you just start running around the edge. And the Lord's chasing you all your days, you know. Next thing you know, you're facing Him face to face. <laughs> Outrunning the threshing, <laughs> the winnowing fan. <laughs> Can you to that? You know, but boy, that's what we do. There's pressure, ah, medicate. Take off the pressure, quit a job. Fall, but fall out with friendships, change churches, pressure, 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 divorce. And the Lord goes, huh, that's okay, we didn't pass grade three. We've got plenty of years to finish that one. See, it's deferred, hope deferred makes the heart sick. So when we embrace this, so around communion, this is what I want. We're gonna have two lines. One will have grape juice, leaf for our wine. One will have something else. We'll make it very clear which is which. Uh, kids, we're telling you which one you can take. <laughs> and so, this is not a Catholic church. Okay. And, and so what happens is this, coming down, I want you, as you come down, I'm gonna pray that there's a realm as people are lining up and they're coming down, people will lay hands on, their, on your head. But I want you to forsake one, I want you to leave one thing at the altar, of the Lord's saying, please, I want it. I want it. And then I want you to say, Lord, I just thank you, that you're purifying me in this season because you want me to carry glory. Everything you desire is in the glory. And remember, when you start to make decisions to line up with the throne, heaven starts to kiss your life. Who wants that? So we've just given you a ancient paths, the ancient paths mechanics. It actually is a formula like believing and confessing is a formula for salvation, at least initially, okay? It's the same thing. But you can't avoid this. And right now the whole world is going through different levels of this. And if the church doesn't understand this, it'll fight, fight, fight and wonder why some of the, the pop theology and the pop prophetic is about to pop. <laughs> okay? Can someone say, Amen. Well, you can't outright. God loves us too much to allow us to stay the way we are. So, okay, I'm going to. You guys sitting back there? I need the first two rows clear so we can have a bit of a a bit of cooperation. Now, whoever with us, Emily or Christina, I need you to just get the people in place and who you've asked to pray.